0: experience, the professionalism, and the attention to detail you can depend on. This is the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton & Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: It is Monday the 14th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning.
2: Good morning. It is an expanded, early edition of Panhandle Live, and so We're going to get an extra segment out of this.
1: Yeah, we will because, uh, well, the high school, the WVSSAA uh, men's or boys tournament kicks off this week on Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. today is kind of the weird kind of off day for everybody. But I
2: switched everything around and I appreciate our first guests being Mm -hmm. accommodating. I will tell you, I set my alarm last night, didn't turn it on. Thank goodness I have a finely tuned, you know, natural clock, (laughs) which woke me up at 3.45. (laughs) which is great, except it was 4.45.
1: 445. (laughs) Yep, and uh, you and I had almost identical (laughs) mornings when it came to that, because I woke up and I was like, man. Slept good, didn't even need to wake up to my alarm or look at my clock and I'm 15 minutes late to work already. I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to get moving. So yeah, the first day, first work day of Daylight Savings is uh, always a rough one, one. but that means we have a little bit longer uh, days and that means we can party a little bit longer, especially this Saturday because it is Main Street Martinsburg's St. Patrick's Day celebration and in with us is uh, Barry Swift and, of course, it's Main Street Martinsburg um, director Robbie, how you doing? Good, Jordan. You're a pro. You know Thank that you. was a really good transition.
3: <laughs> I have to say, we're <laughs> partying part with wow, and we good. should have
1: some yeah. pretty good weather for this weekend too. At least that's what they're saying right now.
3: You know, I don't want to uh, jinx it. No, 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 you know, I Actually, we went out and got three um, large like wedding tents just uh-huh. in case. Yeah. Just oh, I saw that case. post. Yeah. So yeah, if if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I'm kind of on the fence because of the weather. Mm-hmm. We went ahead and got them, so don't even think about it. You, yeah. You're good to come downtown, and you know I'm not trying to you know capitalize on what happened this weekend. But there were two <laughs> really big uh, St. Yes. Patrick celebrations mm-hmm. that we did not make it to. Yes, right, right. They, okay. in uh, in DC and in Boonesboro. Mm-hmm. That now you got a free one you can come to this weekend in Martinsburg. So
4: I'm uh I think I'm pretty excited. Everything lined up to where everybody will just head down to Martinsburg at this point. Yeah, the stars are aligning.
2: Obviously Barry, you believe in this. Uh, your company Allegheny Farm Landscape Supply is is the keynote sponsor, right?
4: Yes, yes ma'am. Uh this is a first year doing it and uh, of course we open up, you know, we first week in the spring, so I figure it just all makes sense for us. Absolutely. So, uh,
1: Robbie, can you before we start really talking about what's going to be going on this weekend? Can you kind of remind people what the St. Patrick's Day celebration is all about?
3: Of course, it is from twelve to seven in downtown Martinsburg. We have sixteen food trucks that are Ooh. coming in town, Ooh. and Delicious. and the key the key with that is the restaurants are always packed for these things, um, especially if there's a little like douse of rain. Everybody hit mm-hmm. heads for shelter, so it's perfect. <laughs> um but we're we're just keeping up with the capacity when we bring in these food trucks we're we're keeping up with what's coming into our town mm-hmm. uh for the day so plenty of food everybody's doing some kind of Irish riff on uh on a meal Shepherd's Irish pot. pierogies. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. they'll be there really? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing but some, some sort of
2: cross-cultural mashup <laughs> yeah. right yeah you can uh, put a lot of stuff in those you know those little packets oh, yeah
3: well I mean it's Irish so it's like you know, some cheese and
2: potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> right. and yeah. it's like, well, you kind of got that. All right. well, yeah. Get, yeah. that makes complete
4: sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, there's some beers on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a
2: little shamrock decoration. <laughs> yeah, it. Cut it out.
3: yeah. And speaking of the beers, we got, um, 13 beers and ciders on tap. We're not doing any cans, not doing any bottles, uh, but 13 different beers and ciders on tap. um, and and the distributors have a ton of really cool giveaways that they're they're bringing with them. So if you're one of the first people there, you might leave some swag and oh whoa uh, some some green stuff that that you'll be excited about. Um, and then we got some really really cool music lined up. Gaelic Mishap, who they've performed at DC's Shamrocked before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of a Dropkick Murphys riff. Um, we got uh, the Whiskey Before Breakfast Band, um, which I mean by that. By the name of their band alone, you're you know dude. what's going on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Blackthorn Trio, who's a local band, and I didn't know this when I booked them, but uh, there's an Irish instrument called the bones, mm-hmm. like it's literally like some rib bones that they click together hmm. uh, to make the rhythm. And the the person who performs the bones in their band, and again, it's local. He plays third nat- or globally in like a global international wow. bones <laughs> competition. Wow. So.
2: You're bringing it. There
3: yeah. You go. yeah. Yeah. we're definitely it's authentic. Have, right. I- Irish dancers are coming in um, from, from Inwood. They're going to do a little performance later in the evening and a really cool tribute. Um, mayor Knowles is going to do a cool little proclamation um, in honor of mayor chief uh, fire chief, uh, Martin Quinn uh, our, our fire department has a huge tie to of Irish roots. So again, you know, just paying a little homage, uh, It'll be cool. Very nice.
2: So, Barry, let's bring you into the conversation. Um, Is this something that you would normally attend? I mean, obviously, you're sponsoring it.
4: Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, Being a part of Martinsburg is just huge. You know, it's growing. uh, Things are turning around. Businesses are coming. You know, real estate's booming. It's just something that you just got to jump on and, and ride into the, you know. Next decade at this point.
2: And has has Robbie tasked you with decorating anything as, um, as your you know, landscape I'm, company? I,
4: I have signed up as a beer sampler. Uh, <laughs> just to make sure everything. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hard, uh, make sure everybody's gonna be safe yeah, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no uh, I'm kind of here just to help out any way possible. I may learn how to Irish dance while we're going on. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of see how the day goes. And Barry's
3: wife Keisha is on my board. Um, oh, okay. So she has been helping as you know, my, my committee chair for this event too. So, you know, the, the Swifts have been all in from day one with this one. So really thankful for all of their efforts and contributions to this day, obviously
4: it wouldn't be possible without them.
2: Yeah. So Barry, tell us a little bit about, um, Allegheny farm landscape supply.
4: Allegheny farm. We are a full landscape supply store, uh, seven days a week, anywhere from mulch, dirt, compost products, all the way up to flagstones, pavers, uh, for your ultimate DIY person, or it, by all means, if it's a little intimidating, we do full installs.
2: And where are you located?
4: Uh, we're right off uh, Eagle School Road. Our address is 527 Eagle School Road. We uh, we face railroad tracks, face Route 11 right downtown. Uh, you can't miss us.
2: You know, we had 70 degrees a couple days, mm-hmm. and then it turned into, you know, apocalypse. Well, you guys got a, m- a lot less a than I had to deal with
1: down
4: in glenville well we, okay. had, we had almost eight down there still it was awful.
2: a lot of us were trying to get into our gardens like mm-hmm. clean I, stuff I out we
4: were, we were caught off guard for sure I, mm-hmm. I really personally i didn't think it you know amounted nearly as much as it is but uh mm-hmm. i think know. we got five inches yeah. in yeah. my house yeah. so
2: mm-hmm. but you know now it's melting off and we want to get back in i was planting seedlings i don't know if it's too early but my daughter's home from college so we were planting seedlings um, getting ready. We want to have the massive garden this year. So people are really interested in getting into the dirt yes. and making improvements. improve. I know the
4: bullet seems like it was a long winter, you know, we didn't get much snow, but it seemed like it just dragged out. So yeah, uh, as of probably last week, it just started, you know, material started showing up and mm-hmm. start moving out the door. You're ready for us. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ready as we can be.
2: <laughs> Is downtown ready for us this weekend, Robbie?
3: I think so. We, um, we're really excited to the city of Martinsburg divvied out some of those ARP funds. Um, in December of last year, and what we received, we were able to put towards four marquee events for Main Street to kind of grow the capacity. So for this one, you know, we we listen to the people. One of the things that everybody complained about was the long lines at certain things because we only had one iPad because we are a nonprofit, so mm-hmm. it's tough to have different POS uh, systems and and you know, people handling money. We went out and got some new iPads, so we'll have three different stations where you can purchase beer. Uh, You know, we have some commemorative cups with Allegheny Supplies logo um, with uh, with the events logo so you can go home with something. Um, But we wanted to make sure that this event really gave its best foot forward, you know, Um, and we're going to have a lot more signage. So you'll be able to to really feel like this festival is, I guess, a little bit more well-oiled and right partially because it's my third one now and, you know, I'm <laughs> starting to figure things out. So, uh, I think that, um, it's going to be fun. The, the city has thrown in like tremendous, tremendous support. Um, when it comes to, they have 20 officers that are going to be working on Saturday overtime. So, you know, making sure everything is you know smooth and there's no bad behavior. <laughs> um, we, they're, they're contributing with, with overtime for, for folks to work, you know, help with trash and, set up and whatnot so we're we're really excited there's you know everything has has been checked and uh it'll be really cool it'll be cool to see our downtown transformed like this again to kick off the year and and get ready for this warm weather
2: so only good shenanigans yeah, only that's good right hopefully.
1: <laughs> Again, we're speaking with Main Street Martinsburg director Robbie Blair and um, with the head sponsor Barry Swift with Allegheny Farm Landscape Supply. Now, I don't want to, you know, already start looking ahead to the rest of the year, but mm-hmm. you did say you do have a couple big uh, other events coming up throughout this summer and into the fall. You want to talk about those a little bit?
3: Always, 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 always. So we have Wine Fest right right around the corner. May uh, it is May 28th. So um we got all of our in-state wineries are starting to trickle in with who's going to be a part of it
1: and that's going to be at um boydville. Boyville,
3: Yeah, at boydville that's correct um which just a perfect location for it You for know, a wine out, festival for sure yeah out yeah. on the lawn and you know it's it's still spring almost almost summer so, i mean it's it's a great location they're so helpful um so yeah that'll be a fun one we got cashmere performing this is actually i haven't made any posts about this that's this huge. is huge This is debuting. We're breaking news here. Love that. Cashmere, junk food and raised on analog. So you're going to have a bunch of fun cover music. Uh, you know, so bring your dancing shoes. Um, plenty of, uh, plenty of vendors. It's always fun. Mm -hmm. That that's always a fun weekend. Um, quick turnaround from that. We have our, well, our farmer's market kicks off in May as well, which has been moved to Martin street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you're excited about that. Oh yeah. Um, and, Turnaround right there in June, we have a new festival that we're starting. Um, We're partnering with a couple of nonprofits in the community. Uh, We got Christian Lopez booked to perform. Um, We have a car show that will be connected with it. Of course, like a little food court, beer garden. We're calling it Unity in the Community. Um, There's so much cool stuff happening this year. It's the 250th anniversary of Berkeley County. Um, So many different organizations doing their part to make Berkeley County grow and make Martinsburg a better place as the growth Mm -hmm. is continuing. So uh, we're going to take that opportunity to really celebrate everything that's happening in the community. We give out annual awards for volunteer, business, board member, uh, you name it of the year at at Main Street Martinsburg. So instead of just having the folks that we invite to the party, we're just going to have everybody in the community celebrate these people as well. So That's um, that's one I'm really excited about as well. That's June 18th. Um, so it's West Virginia day, father's day, Juneteenth, big weekend. Um, of course, boots, Brews, and barbecues comes back in August. Mm-hmm. Friday's at five. I got everybody mm-hmm. lined up for that. So Man. wow. That you had Always. to
2: do that. <laughs>
3: wow,
2: You're booking. You're like a producer, like a Hollywood producer, all over you're like grabbing all these big bands.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting. The music industry, mm-hmm. you know, never, never been a part of that and, and, these folks book up pretty quick. So oh, yeah, so it's, it's cool. We're going to have some different music this year. Uh, some similar, some, you know, similar flares that we've had in the past, but it'll be cool. Everybody loves Fridays at five. You can come down in and just, you know, relax unwind on mm-hmm. for the weekend, good kickoff to the weekend in our downtown. Um, and then, uh, and then that brings us right around, you know, uh, we're, we're bringing back the farm to fork table, uh, oh, cool. dinner, which I think is a really Absolutely. special one. now we can
2: sit beside each other again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. See,
1: it feels like this is the first summer that we've actually been able to like really look forward to things. Like last totally. year I felt Getting like it, you kind of could, you cautiously. know, but there was still, yeah, cautiously. But now it feels like we can be like, okay, let's get back to actually doing full group things and yeah. like fun things again.
3: Totally. And, you know, the farm to fork one, again, when we talk about just celebrating things in our community, we have, I mean, where else can you go where you have mainstays of permanent farm, uh, farmers markets that are just open? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I talked to my friends in Virginia beach where I went to school, um, we talk about farmers markets like, Oh yeah, you know, the pop-ups and whatnot. I'm like, no, no, no. Like brick and mortars. Th- these are businesses. These are places where, you know, it's grown here. And, uh, so again, the farm to fork is just a really cool celebration of what we have to offer in our community. Um, and then, of course, we're coming back to the first event that I did or was a part of. Whenever I came on the Food Truck Fest makes yep. its return, uh, and then we're back in Christmas gear. So, whew, lots, lots to let's let's talk, not about, talk about winter. We'll stop at fall. Let's talk about. Let's <laughs> talk about food
2: trucks because um, how many do you have coming this this weekend on Six, Saturday? Sixteen. You have sixteen, which is the
3: most we've ever had for any event.
2: The party is from noon to seven. That's right on Saturday in downtown Martinsburg. and I know they're of sixteen, you're not gonna list all of them, but what are some of the more unique ones that you've booked or some of the ones that were crowd favorites last time?
3: So I'll share some of the ones that are new because almost all of the ones that have been in the part in the past wouldn't dare miss another oh one yeah, because it's not. such good business. Mm-hmm. Um, the the newer ones that we're really excited about we're adding. so we have two ice cream trucks this time, not just one. Um, so that's exciting. And then the additional one from Northern Virginia, uh, it's called Ford's fish shack. Um, so ooh, if ooh. you commute or anything, I'm sure you visited one of their restaurants cause they have several restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, they have several catering trucks and I mean, you know, most of these food truck menus are condensed because you're making stuff in the back of a truck, but theirs is like a full restaurant menu. I'm talking like probably 12 like main dishes and then a mm-hmm. bunch of sides. They got... Lobster rolls. They got oh. um, you know crab cakes, uh, crab cake sandwiches, burgers, um, even some like Impossible burgers and stuff like wow. that. Oh. Fish and chips. Uh, you name it. So they they're they're a really exciting one, and uh, they've the, I think the owner's from West Virginia, so he's oh. excited to get back in mm-hmm. the the West Virginia market. Well, maybe he'll look
2: of, around and say, you know what, this looks like a good place to set up shop.
3: Sounds like a plan to me. There you go. <laughs> I'd say you're the guy to talk to for that. That's for sure. And once again, I was talking with my uh, my Chambersburg counterpart uh, up there in Pennsylvania, and the the whole thing when you bring in these businesses and these uh, vendors, it's not about taking pieces of the pie from the brick and mortars. We're we're trying to make that pie bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of these people, uh, they're starting out, and you know, a lot of the restaurant owners, you can tell them, you know, you were once these folks that were that were catering events that were. Uh, you know, just going weekend to weekend, so it's a really cool opportunity to grow and to to feed the the entrepreneur ecosystem that we have, um, and do it in our downtown. So uh, those are ones that I'm really
4: excited about.
2: I have to ask Barry, what what do you want? Which food truck do you want to be first in line at?
4: Oh my, there's so many. Uh, well, the
2: two ice cream, I think those are probably pretty yeah, default. Lock out yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: ice cream's huge. Um, I believe. I believe it would be Mountaineer Meats. I, you I go. believe I'm going there for the board. There you go. I think I'm going there first. Yes. <laughs> I will Can't be beat first that one. I will be first tonight over there. That's <laughs> <just> for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. We're speaking Main Street Martinsburg
1: director Robbie Blair and Barry Swift from Allegheny Farm lands- Landscape. Landscape. Supply, not landscape supply. That's uh, probably a completely different uh, field of business for you. I'm we, can sure. build, we can build it. Yeah, absolutely. But talking about the huge St. Patrick's Day celebration going on from 12 to 7 p.m. this weekend in downtown Martinsburg. One of the other things that I'll,
3: I'll throw in there that I'm excited about, people have been asking, so what's there to do other than listen to music and drink beer and eat food trucks? And I'm like, well, there's plenty of shops that you can shop at. There's plenty of restaurant, you know, things to do while you're downtown, but we heard and we have three different, we'll have three different stations for kind of activities. Um, so Home Spire Mortgage is going to be setting up a a little station with, I think, two sets of cornhole boards. So that's fun. Nice. Um Who's the other group uh, that is? uh Ricky
4: and uh, Worm right. from Ollie's. They'll yep. be setting up theirs, yes. Ollie's We're
3: VIP up. is going to have a, a little VIP section with a little mm-hmm. QR code for what the after party, because, you know, when our party ends at 7,
1: that mean the whole party stops.
3: A lot of the parties are just starting. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're going to have a little station with oh. with their uh they have some cornhole that's coming. And then the Parks and Rec actually, I'm really excited about this. They are uh partnering with Jefferson County's Parks and Rec and they have a little pop-up um, I think inflatable miniature golf, um, oh, some giant, cool. giant Jenga, uh, and cool. some more cornhole. So we'll have three different stations that you can hang out. Um, Plenty little, to do. Yeah, Plenty to lots do. of, lots of tables to, you know, set your food down. Um, so we're, we're spreading it out as we continue to grow these things and make sure that they're very diverse and what, what to do the day of.
1: Awesome. Again, uh, let everybody know where they can go to find out this information.
3: Yeah. Check out our Facebook page, um, Main Street Martinsburg, our Instagram and our newly um, redone website, uh, MainStreetMartinsburg.com. You can check it all out there. And um, yeah, we're really excited. Again, could not do this without the partnership of the Swifts and Allegheny Farm Supply um, and the city of Martinsburg for for their their contributions to this over you know, what they give us normally an extra $11,000 in fees that are waived for these events. So they're just signaling again, they believe in what we're doing um, and they're growing with us. We're all growing together and uh, couldn't be more excited. Thankful for the police department too, for coming out in spades. You know,
1: it's a ton of them and they're going to be, you know, out there helping so we're excited absolutely and then uh barry can you let people know where to go to find out more maybe they're trying to get uh, their garden going or yes. their landscaping going <laughs> where they can go to find out more about allegheny farm landscape supply y-
4: yes of course uh, alleghenyfarm.com uh, um you know we're on facebook twitter all that good stuff uh or stop right down to stop uh 527 eagle school road Again, uh, talking with Main Street Martinsburg Director
1: Robbie Blair and Barry Swift from Allegheny Farm Landscape Supply talking about the big St. Patrick's Day celebration going on this weekend. Uh, well, this Saturday from 12 to 7 in downtown Martinsburg. So if you don't got anything panned, make sure you go head on down there because it sounds like it's going to be a blast. If you missed any of this conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But stick around. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. It sounds like it's going to be a blast. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, right. fingers crossed, the weather... Uh, stays at least as it outlooks now as nice as it's supposed to be
3: and if not we got those tents that's right you're all right
1: absolutely but stick around for more here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: taking local stories and sharing them with the four state this is panhandle live panhandle live is brought to you by sutton and janelle attorneys at law
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Eisner. Alongside me is Marsh Kabalik. If you missed it for the break, we have Main Street Martinsburg director Robbie Blair with uh, one of the main sponsors for this St. Patrick's Day weekend, Barry Swift from Allegheny Farm Landscape Supply, talking about all the great things that are going to be happening in downtown Martinsburg this weekend with that St. Patrick's Day celebration. A bunch of food trucks, a bunch of beer trucks, a bunch of music. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a blast.
2: And noon to seven can't hold it, so he mentioned after parties.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a ton of them, a ton of after parties uh, all over the place. So if you don't get your fill at the St. Patrick's Day Festival or enough of your fill, I guess you can uh, continue on with different uh, bars and businesses. That'll be, (coughs) excuse me, that will be uh, linked up with the St. Patrick's Day festival,
2: absolutely. So, you know, it sounds like um sounds like he's he's been working hard to get those three bands. All that information is at the Main Street Martinsburg Facebook page, and I think they have an event link to an event page, um for the actual celebration to give you more details and all of that. Step dancing, three bands, uh, lots of food, tr- sixteen food trucks.
1: I know so many, and all I'm sure most of them will have some, some St. Patrick's Day t- reference lists on adjacent. Their stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. Sounds like it's going to be a blast. Sounds like it's going to be a blast. But speaking of having a blast, sounds like you had a uh, nice little, what, cap to your winter right. sporting season.
2: So I didn't, I, I've i I've said for the past three weeks, like, oh, spring's here. We're not going to have any kind of, and then, of course, we got this bad weather forecast for, for last su- Saturday. And sure enough, overnight, I think we got about five inches in mm-hmm. our house. And uh, my kiddos, my youngest, is home for spring break. So um, we didn't want to do anything that day because it was still snowing and all that. So we planted seeds uh, for for the garden, which was fun right. in and of itself. But then we we knew that Sunday was the last day of, of ski season. Mm-hmm. So um, my church was canceled because of bad weather. I told you that we have a lot of older folks, right? Um, so. Our family went out, the youngest skied, and she, she hasn't skied for over a year. Didn't miss a beat. Like, she's Damn. a much better skier than that. Now, did you
1: go all the way down to where you normally go? Did you go mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to Canaan Valley. How was the roads getting to Canaan?
2: Um, some of them, the the wind had blown. You know, yeah. they had treated the roads and all that, but the wind had blown the snow back over. So there were a few little sections mm-hmm. that you had to really watch. But um, I'm sure it was very similar to what you experienced oh, yeah. going to Glenville. And you said you got eight inches.
1: Somewhere around. I mean, that's not don't take that as like the official snow total down there i'm sure it might well it so i'm judging by how much snow we had to clear off the top of the van <laughs> which was a ton at
2: least you could see the top of, of the snow. van i couldn't i yeah. would have been no help well we had to run
1: in uh, to the hotel and get a broom to help us because i realized that there was nothing in the van to clear off ice or snow I'll add that to the list um, yes charlotte
2: so. may have to put that on the yeah, or and that
1: still- that definitely came back to bite us a little bit Sunday morning when there was the car <laughs> the van was completely frozen. So
2: so did you have two days of snow or did it just happen on Saturday?
1: It just happened. It happened Saturday morning and then pretty much all day Saturday. I think it mm-hmm. ended somewhere in the afternoon, um, Saturday, but it didn't stop any of the games, but uh it definitely kept us from experiencing the Stonewall resort uh, to its full potential. But
2: how cool was it that you it got to super cool. stay there? Was there an indoor mm-hmm. pool or there
1: was an indoor outdoor pool? pool oh, so you could uh it the pool spanned inside and outside and it was closed it had this like a little door that you could swim under oh, if you partition. wanted to to go outside it was heated heated pool. oh really so yeah. it wasn't like
2: polar bear plunge no, it was
1: packed when it was snowing with people seriously
2: <laughs> people wanted to be Bent outside
1: oh yeah not me though i was uh inside i was i don't you know me well enough now marsha i think when it gets cold out <laughs> I don't go outside, even if it is to a heated pool. Probably not going to be getting that. But well,
2: I think people will we'll have an update about the team. But how, yeah. how did the, the women on the team, you know, handle the cause Saturday by Saturday evening? Yeah, they kind of knew they weren't advancing. Were, right. Was the mood cool in the bus?
1: Mood was good. Uh, we, <laughs> it could have been different. But then uh, we accidentally left somebody at the gym. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. <laughs> the. Sports information director Chip. Uh, he was he has a bunch of post game stuff he has to do like write ups and things right. And um, the team of course, well we took a while because there was press conferences and mm-hmm. we were talking to people and whatever. And um, everybody gets on the bus and we go to leave and I get an email of the post game wrap up from Chip. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what Chip's got to say. And he was kind of sitting across from me on the bus. And I look up and I'm like. Oh, Where's Chip? <laughs> Chip's not here. And then the bus driver goes, hey, aren't we missing the other guy? And then every, all of a sudden, i was like, oh, my God. We love so luckily, we weren't too far. We were like less than a mile away before we realized. And it, he, so. he
2: knew he'd been left, right? Yeah, like so,
1: was- <laughs> so I'm like, I'll text Chip. And then coaches, she's like, oh, my gosh, you just texted me. <laughs> so we'd spun around. And his text was just like, dot, 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 thank you guys, left me. <laughs> and then he got on the bus, and everybody gave a big round of applause. And, so that kind of lightened the mood a bit, which sure. helped, uh, Which helped, that's for sure. You can't
2: leave a man behind.
1: No, uh-uh, especially him. He's an important one. He's an important guy, too, so you don't want to leave him. But luckily, we weren't too far away, so we just spun around. We just told him we were warming the bus up for him. So that <laughs> was fine yeah it was a fun it was a fun weekend i wish it would have uh, turned out wish we'd still be down there wish we were waiting for a game to play a game tonight Mm -hmm. but uh it's just the way the ball bounces
2: oh as i say so we'll have more of that uh recap when we come back from this break though
1: absolutely here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: it's panhandle live on wepm and wcst part of the panhandle story for 75 years here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kvalik. And joining us in studio is Parker Stone. You hear him over on 92.9 WXDC. You've also heard him right here on WEPM and WCST doing Shepherd basketball. And unfortunately, Parker, our, uh, well, Sports season came to an end on Saturday with Shepherd losing to number three in the nation, number one seated in the region, Glenville State, seventy to eighty-two. But before we talk about that, I want to get your uh, thoughts on the most breaking of sports news and Tom Brady coming out of retirement.
5: Yeah, I just saw that out of nowhere Sunday night, like I just like that Tom all Brady. I, he
2: spent a he spent a weekend with at his the, family. At the, No at the soccer <laughs> at the soccer game. With a team that is owned by the the same mm-hmm. team that he's going to to re up with, yep. so I think they got to him.
1: Well, I saw a video of him talking <laughs> with Christian. I saw him, video of him talking with Cristiano Ronaldo and him asking him if he was going to come back. And then apparently Brady said that oh, he saw my LeBron. Goodness. He saw LeBron score yeah. fifties. So he was like, "Well, I can go out there uh, and still yeah. play." And then uh, people were making connections of the Instagram post he made, where it was a picture of him on the football field. Then his family, and they were like, "Well, maybe he just was with his family for six months and decided he didn't want to be." Maybe around Maybe his family, his family anymore. decided they're like,
2: the, "You know, Dad's home Go a lot now that he's yeah. not practicing."
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's the biggest news. But I guess we have to deal with Tom Brady for at least one more year. Again, Wait,
2: you say that like you dread it.
1: Can't I can't stand Tom Brady? How well. can you stand Tom Brady when he just beats everybody all the time? I mean, he's he's a winner. It's it's, okay. it's,
5: it's hard to stop
2: him. That's good.
1: But anyways, well,
2: you paused him. He, he there was he a pause. was paused for yeah. six
1: months where it didn't affect anyone and now he'll just come back and then do whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, anyways. But the uh, girls' women's basketball team at Shepherd lost 70-82 to 82 to Glenville State on Saturday in the semifinals of the NCAA basketball tournament. They were just, well, including that game, two games away from going down to Alabama for the Sweet 16, but unfortunately it came to an end, and it was a tough one. It was yeah, a tough absolutely. one, Especially at Glenville.
5: Yeah, that was a tough one for sure, especially how uh, Glenville plays. So they do a five-in, five-out type of scheme. So... Like a well, hockey team. Yeah, basically it's a hockey team. So they start with five, they'll do a full five sub, whole five unit bench comes in. I
2: noticed, okay, I can hear that. I'm like, why is everyone leaving right mm-hmm. now? <laughs> yeah,
5: it's five in, five out. And then three minutes later, five in, five out. And they press the entire ball game. So it was, it, there was a little bit of a controversy online, I'll say that, from uh, some people were talking about. There was a, there were a couple of the Twitter accounts talking about... Uh, Glenville's ruining the game of basketball, Glenville's turning basketball into a hockey game, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'll give them credit. If you can recruit to do that, more power to you. Absolutely. And but there
2: are rules against it. No,
5: but. no, that's completely legal. You could completely do that. But the thing is, the better pure basketball team, in my opinion, was the Rams. Right. It was. They they outplayed Glenville for three and a half quarters, in my opinion. Yep. It's just really what turned the tide was Sidney Clayton fouling out. That is what sunk the ship for the Rams this weekend. Mm-hmm. It because they she was, I'll be honest, uh, the center they had for Glenville, their starter, she got absolutely cooked by Sydney. Oh, big time! Absolutely, hoodie cooked. Sid. Hashtag hoodie Sid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If if you know, you know about hoodie that. Sid. That's right. So, yeah, Sid had 26 points when she fouled out. It was they were running a lot of that offense through her, she was actually breaking the press a lot. They were mm-hmm. having her come around the center part of that Glenville court. So that her being out was humongous. It kind of swung things, and then there was I think it was about a twelve-two run from yep. Glenville is what really swung that score up for the pioneers. But yeah, definitely best best single season ever in Rams history. Yep. It, yeah, yeah, they uh, top. 25 and 8, I think, was the overall record this year. It's the most single season wins in Rams women's basketball history. So I
1: think it's the furthest they've made it in the tournament. I think they've only gotten to the first game and then they've gotten beat in recent years. But uh, yeah, it was definitely something. And Coach said it in their post game interview, uh, well, post game press conference. He did a good job kind of beating around the bush, but we don't have to beat around the bush too often with this because it was an awful call for City's fourth foul. And there was a bunch of bad calls. Arguably I was the think. fifth one, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. But. Yeah, that, as soon as she got that fourth foul, that was pretty much the game because yeah. she had to sit for a while. Then they were able, then Glenville was able to do whatever, all they had to do down low because they had all the size at that point, especially with Hannah Myers getting an over the back foul when she was boxing. <laughs> that was ridiculous. She was ridiculous. in front of the girl that jumped over her back and she got the foul. I
2: heard you guys, and I kept hearing Parker go... You know, I'm confused at this moment. Yeah, I <laughs> and and, and I, I thought, well, that's a, a really kind, you know, professional way of saying, what what the heck was that call?
5: <laughs> uh, basically, that yeah. was, I, I don't understand how you call an over the back foul when someone is literally boxing out a defender. Because then that, that was, gave
1: them the ball right back under Shepard's basket, inbound bucket, four-point swing pretty much at that point. And yeah. then Shepard had to come back. And with Glenville just never being tired, that puts, I mean, so much pressure on whoever they're playing.
5: Yeah, that, that really was the big thing there. And we talked about it in the pregame was conditioning for this team. And they, they played them really well, especially getting fresh legs the entire time. They played that team really well. And again, they let it half. They were down one, I think, in the fourth quarter. So it was they played them wire to wire. And again, Absolutely. that's the number three team in the nation.
2: And it was like the last eighth.
5: Yeah. Yes. It was,
1: yeah. I mean, it, was, it was tied it was up in half. Yeah. It was a one point game pretty much the entire game. Uh, but, yeah, Sydney gets that fourth foul, and then it's a six-point swing, and then that's it. And it's game over. Then it's down to foul shots, which then that pumps up the score. And yeah. yeah.
2: Talk about the home court advantage. Home court advantage had all kinds of people. It was people. packed.
1: It was packed, completely packed. Had the football team pretty much covering the whole uh, one baseline. The pep band. Loud and the pep band was covering <laughs> the whole other baseline. So, I mean, it was – it it's a – tough place to go in and play that's for sure especially when the games are this important
5: yeah of course it was it was hectic glenville glenville brought a big home court advantage with them and it was it was definitely a hectic place to play and i I think the women did a really good job handling it overall there were a couple moments i mean there were some couple passes that went out of bounds but granted that was probably the press doing that Mm -hmm. but other than that i I think they beat the press really good for the most part i mean there was only like what three or four hiccups they might have had but yeah for for Glenville, that's pretty good. I mean, it says on there – kind of, it kind of fell apart towards the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, but they were just trying to make things happen yeah. at that point. But – but they did get their uh March
1: Madness moment with the double overtime win in the first game oh uh, against Gannon. God. 893 to eighty nine. <laughs> Tell me the last exciting. time you saw a well college basketball game that high, let alone a women's basketball game that high in scoring. Double
2: overtime. That was crazy.
1: Unbelievable. That was the my best goodness. basketball game I think I've ever seen in person.
5: It was it was amazing. <laughs> that was an amazing game to call. It was yeah, we uh we almost thought it was gonna end in overtime. Uh Abby Beam about made a uh I, I would say a Steph Curry almost to the oh, half court esque yeah. three rimmed out and at, at the end of regulation. So that was that was a big time moment there. And then going to double overtime was it was crazy. It was a crazy crazy game. And yeah, that's a that was a big statement win for the Rams too because Gannon actually won the PSAC. and then mm-hmm. we we talked about how Cal Cal actually really took it to the Rams in the semifinals of the PSAC. So to beat the champions, that was big. And actually, Shepard was the last PSAC team standing. In the Atlantic Region tournament, so the uh, the the uh, final day is going to be MEC versus MEC. It's going to be Glenville and Charleston.
1: Yeah, and Charleston upset Glenville to win the MEC championship just a couple just last week. Yeah. So that'll be a big one.
2: Well, unfortunately, they won't hear you guys on the call for that. Yeah. But nope. um, you had a good time calling the game. It's you sounded time. great. Hopefully, we'll do this again. We'll reset for. What, football. August?
1: Football comes right yeah, back football. around. And well, while we were there, we uh, before the Gannon game on Friday, we were just walking around. Because Parker ran track at uh, Concord, so he's right. kind of familiar with Glenville. We out walk lines. outside. He, he was like, let me show you the track I used to run on. So we walk out there, and then I see the telltale sign of a track meet with tents in the stands. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, like, wait, yeah. is there a track meet going on? So then he was able to go kind of
5: relive the glory days again. There you go. Yeah, they had a uh, look like Glenville had a little meet out there. I think I saw Westview Wesley was out there. It was either Wheeling or Davis and Elkins was out there too, and there were a bunch of schools from that area. Mm-hmm. They had, they were running a meet that Friday night, and they they probably went to about eleven o'clock at night wow. yeah. before well, the snows need, came. Yeah, needless to say, they yeah. weren't
1: running outside Saturday. Right, that's for sure. That's oh, for goodness. sure. But it was a fun one. It was definitely it was a fun season. That that, that well, both the men's and women's basketball teams at Shepard were so much fun to watch. The football team too. I mean, you got to cover Berkeley Springs basketball. That was your first kind of. Uh, Running the show season with them, and then with football. I mean, goodness, we've had a pretty good sports season here, uh, WPM and WCST this season.
5: Yeah, it was a it was a heck of a run for sure. It was awesome. I it, it's definitely something to look forward to the next year. I mean, especially on the uh, on the men's side, they're only losing, I think, a few people. Yeah, only, three. D- only day get Stevens and then Wimbush. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of guys coming back on that And and on the women's side, you're losing just Marley, Sidney, and Hannah out of that starting lineup. So, and I'm, I'm hearing they got. They got a uh, big time freshman coming in what as you well got? on the women's team. So they got a uh, a five. I think she's about 5'11", five, five eleven. Fourth leading score in Virginia high school basketball history from Luray County in Virginia. Wow. Whoa. So apparently that's the reloading. That's a recruit they're going to be having having work there. Is that I, locked in? as far as i know of that is locked in so. we'll see Very we'll nice. see you got to reload that's for sure well i
2: know berkeley springs football and basketball the entire town of berkeley springs and morgan county support those teams oh yeah uh, bringing shepherd uh, rams football and basketball we've had some really great local uh, businesses bring those games to us so we appreciate them being on board as well
1: absolutely uh green frog cider press restaurant of course uh, captain benders and Charpsburg, I mean, they have. They're going to be doing a ton of stuff with us for football uh, this coming fall. Well, I guess summer and fall. So August, ne-
5: August, yeah. <laughs> yeah, August.
1: Next week probably is going to feel like. Honestly. But uh, Berkeley Springs, I mean, that's what we were talking about too. I mean, it's cool with Shepard because it's like you get to do NCAA, you know, tournament things or like the yeah. big time stuff. Mm-hmm. But what makes it so cool with Berkeley Springs? Not only how good the athletes are and like the kids and everybody, but how much the town is yes, into it. I love you know, it. that makes it so fun.
5: Yeah, it's so community oriented over there we when they finished up they lost to a north marion with that game they were just out of states everybody was coming up to us they were saying thanks for covering us we loved it we appreciated it They would be like you guys are coming back right it was like yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely we'll be back for football in the fall so right. they were they were really pumped up about it and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting year two for uh both shepherd and berkeley springs high school
1: that's right and uh well and i think i was speaking a trip in the last um break where we almost left him in glenville during the snowstorm <laughs> that wouldn't have been good but it's a bad um, look. i think he got us i think he got us in for the uh harlan hill award ceremony for oh, tyson wow. Bajan. um that's going to be happening at shepherd in april i think here in a couple of weeks so that's going to be super cool so uh yeah so the, the sports might be done on the field but we're definitely not done talking about shepherd and berkeley spring sports that is for sure but is
2: arm wrestling in your contract
1: no for that do i event? look like i have arms for arm wrestling they <laughs> might
2: just like maybe you're the handicapper
1: i'll be i'll do the play-by-play for the arm wrestling how about there that There you go <laughs> <Rivety>. <laughs> yeah, exactly but uh parker thanks uh, for joining us here on Panhandle Lab today and for joining the broadcast you did a great job for your first Absolutely. year good job Marcia's, I think oh, one
2: yeah. of your biggest fans oh yeah that, you, it, the analysis the strategic uh you know analysis that you made i you know things that i didn't understand you brought it up so thanks.
5: Well, well i appreciate that thank you that means a lot now you got anything nice to say about me marcia
2: always oh, out you're you're pro you make every you make me you make me sound better every morning so yeah nah, I'm messing I'm messing with you I'm but, not gonna stroke your ego anymore <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was a fun season and it'll be back before we know it with Berkeley Springs football and basketball and Shepherd football and basketball so that'll be happening right here on WPM and WCST and of course over on 92.9 WXDC. but we got to get to our next break we'll be back here on Panhandle live on WPM and WCST the Panhandle news Network
0: it's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. And there has been some uh, big news hitting the panhandle recently.
2: Yes, so um, I saw a post from uh, the Jefferson County Animal Control page, which, which I follow, and uh, it was kind of, it, it took me by surprise, but apparently Friday, they had two large seizures in the county. One was um, of 14 cats, and it uh, turns out they were called there for an animal wel- or for a welfare check, and they realized there were some cats there living in what they called deplorable conditions. They gave the, the owner... Uh, 48 hours i think to remedy things the owner ended up uh just you know know. relinquishing them so um they and the animal welfare society of jefferson county took the cats in it looks like they're all going to survive and i would look for those cats to probably be um you know up for adoption soon um in the second incident It's probably going to be a little more complicated. Also on March 11th, uh, they got called that at least a dozen dogs had been abandoned at a residence off Daisy Lane in Charlestown. When they got there, they realized they weren't abandoned. There were more dogs than just a dozen. The owner was issued a notice to comply. And I'm getting all this information off the Jefferson County Animal Control uh, post that they put out recently. The owner was issued a notice to comply to improve conditions for the animals when he did not. Animal control came back with a search warrant and the sheriff's office and seized one cat and 49 dogs.
1: 49?
2: Yes. Oh my god. That's what gosh. that's what the post said. One cat and 49 dogs from the residence. All the animals are expected to survive and are currently being housed at the Animal Welfare Society and the Jefferson County Animal Control. Law enforcement is looking into possible criminal charges in both cases. In the second case, since the owner did not, I don't think he or she relinquished the animals, that to me tells me that, that those animals might you know the the property of them might be in uh, contention, right. so they wouldn't necessarily be up for adoption. But if you look on the Jefferson County Animal Control Facebook page, you can see pictures of them, and there are, there are babies, mm. there are baby puppies. So forty nine dogs, one cat seized in that second seizure, and um, of course everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Right. But Jefferson County Animal Control. Um, believed that these these animals were living in unsafe unsanitary conditions and uh, seized them for what they believe was a legitimate reason
1: right and if you want to catch the full uh, report on it you can go over to panhandlenewsnetwork.com and you'll see it there uh, up on our page marsha has a full write out about it but yeah i'm looking at the pictures uh here now and my goodness 49 40. right. look at these little little doggies
2: those little faces and and one of the bigger dogs this little black and white one just looks like such a good little friend mm, yeah right here yeah my
1: goodness how can so, people do that well i mean i, I guess you of, i know you never notice you, you don't, don't know the and, and
2: sometimes it just gets away from people and yeah. they're they're good-hearted but they just don't have maybe the resources or energy to keep up with that but um Hopefully, all of these little animals will be off to a better you know, future.
1: Well, just judging by some of the comments on the different pictures here of the dogs, it looks like it's not going to be too hard to find new homes mm-hmm. for these puppies. But
2: I wouldn't look for them to be available for adoption for immediately, yeah. uh, the, the dogs, because in a seizure like that, the owner has the right to say, nope, don't release my dogs yet because I'm going to fight this.
1: right. Man, I don't know why I ever look at. uh, Why are you looking? Why are you (laughs) scrolling down the page?
2: You're gonna end up (laughs) look look at at that that little little dog with his smile. (laughs) This
1: is why I never should look at you know uh, animal shelter pages, animal like anything that has to do with lost and found and you know adoptable pets, especially dogs. I mean, all these little dogs with two different colored eyes. Look at the face on that one.
2: Okay. See, we can't from Clark County, from Clark
1: Court and Harpers Ferry.
2: Because you're just gonna. Well, some of them have been. Some of the pictures there, they've been reunited with their their owners because they went astray for a bit. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, if you look at Jefferson County Animal Control Facebook page, you'll see their write up about it too, and and pictures of some of the pups. And a bunch of
1: goofy looking dogs on here. Yeah.
2: Okay. You keep scrolling, you're going to end up with a dog by the end of the day. (laughs) Look at they, and they're all smiling. I know.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, speaking it's of It's a trap. And I know this is awful radio, but uh, we're talking about smiling dog pictures, and I got to show you this one because um, I'm in a Staffordshire Bull Terrier group,
2: Aww. and uh,
1: it's a Facebook group, and it's this hashtag close-up challenge, and mm-hmm. you take a close-up picture of your dog and see how they react, and I put one up on my puppy up there, Aww. and he's so got a big smile looking. on his face. Yep. I know. I know, my goodness! Is it a yeah. treat
2: in your pocket? No, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, just that's just him. That's just him.
1: <laughs> that's how just how he does on it on a regular day. He's yeah. just smiling like that. Yeah, and uh, luckily he was up with uh, my mom and dad this weekend. They were watching him. Since oh, I he was had down. grandma
2: and grandpa love. Oh, of yeah. course yeah. And he, was, and he was, feeling was a little good.
1: hurt, so he was a little injured. He injured one of his legs, his back leg um, last weekend. He was just playing too like much. Sprained I think. it or something. And uh, he had been limping a little bit, and he wasn't using mm-hmm. it. And I was he, he had him with the heating pad and everything, and then I. Dropped him off at my parents' house, and I was like, "All right, I know you're gonna get spoiled, and I know you're probably gonna be back." And then go, go figure. I get pictures of him eating ice cream. Apparently, had a cheeseburger, <laughs> and then he's not limping and he's jumping around. He's fine. So maybe life that's is the better case. at grandma's house. I know. I knew he was gonna get babied back to health when he was over there. That's for sure. My goodness, but uh, yeah, if you missed or if you want to read the full uh, write up about the Jefferson County Animal Control seizure of more than sixty animals, six zero animals in two homes, you can find that. Uh, over at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, Marsha's got a good write-up on that. Any other big uh, local news?
2: Well, you know, of course, uh, Brad McElhenney and the crew at Metro News have um, some news and analysis about the end of the of the legislative session. It looks as though in the budget there will be $10,000 nice. pay raises for state troopers across the board, like mm-hmm. not just in the Eastern Panhandle, and a 5% Uh, across the board pay raise for other um, state employees so those are some of the big ones um, and I know Hoppy's going to be hashing all of this out on his show beginning at 10 a.m.
1: Yep, and we'll have that on WPM and WCST today, and then kicking off tomorrow is the boys' state basketball tournament. And I don't know if you were able to, you know, keep up or see any headlines about the girls' tournament, but my goodness, there was all kinds of different upsets. There was teams a getting beat by a bunch, getting beat by a little. Uh, there was a Sports Center top 10 play that was really, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, oh, it, it made was, it to um, the big leagues. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to find the team. Teams. And I know they talked about it in one of the uh, sports reports during the morning news this morning. Um, oh, I wish so I could remember who the teams were. But anyways, it comes down to last second. Uh, so it's all on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Metro News puts it all on. And uh, it's the state championship game, and this girl goes to the foul line, right? Team's down one. Mm-hmm. She just hit the first part of the foul shots. To so she it. has to tie it. Now, this this shot is to oh, tie it okay. with four seconds left, right? So she's what? at the foul line. And of course, the Coliseum Charleston or Civic Center, whatever you want to call it, is... Uh, packed right people are screaming and they zoom in on her and she starts she's crying (gasps) because the 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 moment's starting to like get to her right it would totally get to me senior captain Mm -hmm. like the whole thing like Mm -hmm. everything you could think of and i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it so um she makes the foul shot tears in her eyes everything right makes the foul shot uh ties it up so the other team and i man, i wish i could remember who the teams were but uh uh The other team goes to inbound the pass, right? Of course, the team that just scored the foul shots are full-court pressing. So they tip Mm -hmm. the pass that when it gets inbound, a freshman on the other team gets it, puts up the (gasps) three-point shot, steals the pass, puts up the three-point shot. As time goes out, swish, game over. They win the state championship on a four-point swing in less than four seconds.
2: Wow.
1: Incredible. Incredible. But there were all kinds of great games. I mean, Logan beats Fairmont Senior for their first state title in Class Triple A. Uh, Morgantown they locked down their uh, another Quad A state championship, 46-31. Yeah, Gilmer County. Yep, in the Class A final. Yeah, it was Gilmer County that uh, that ended up winning. It's on you can. It's on Sports Center, I think, still. So if you want to so see the video, uh,
2: I think it's Cameron Cameron Vic. Fifty-three to fifty victory over Gilmer okay. County. Yes,
1: okay. then that is it. In and it was. A. And if you can find the uh, video, I know it's out there. And like I said, it's on ESPN. I think still the website. Um, it is special. It is definitely special to see that.
2: I think they might have it at Metro. Yeah, they. I think they do uh, in, at the story there. Okay. If you go to sports mm-hmm. and the the header is "Every Kid's Dream," Neely's triple at buzzer propels Cameron to 53-50 victory over Gilmer County in Class A final. It's a story by Greg Carey. They've got a still shot and it looks like a video. Well, let
1: me see so, here. See if you can bring... Oh, so wow. we can find uh, the end, and then we'll give you this highlight before we get to our final break of the day. Okay. Yeah. So... You have the sound? Yes.
4: Three-point play makes it 50-48, Gilmer. It's now 50-49 with 4.2 seconds left. Van Tassel at the stripe, hits a second free throw. The game is tied at 50. The inbounds pass is stolen. Macy Neely, three at the buzzer for the win, and it is good. Cameron scores five points in the final four seconds to claim the Class A title in a thrilling contest. The Dragons bring the title back to Marshall County, 53 53- 50. crazy Amazing.
1: unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable so head over to metronews.com if you want to see the video of that because uh with it being you know the high school there's something special about the west virginia high school basketball tournament whether it's the men's or women's mm-hmm. tournament it's just crazy to see the the communities come together oh, especially yes. if they're coming from way up in the northern panhandle and they got to come all the way down to charleston and mm-hmm. things like that and seeing you know teams win like that too is incredible
2: there's Very a cool. lot of heart especially in those single a's
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean that's a community effort those teams uh, just yes. like with berkeley Springs, we we're talking mm-hmm. about berkeley Springs. it's a community yep. effort that is for sure but we got to go to one more break and we'll be back here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: it's panhandle live with hosts jordan nice warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome
1: back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, so West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And we found, not that the uh, recap that we played about the uh, Cameron High School beating Gilmer County in the Class A title on a last-second shot, not that what we played before the break wasn't very good, but we found the uh, game audio. So this is what you heard right here on Metro News, on WPM and WCST and all the Metro News stations, Uh, Fred Persinger on the call.
2: It's better with Fred. Got it.
6: Got it. Four seconds. A steal. Game on the line. That's a winner.
0: That's a winner.
1: Wow. uh, It's still amazing (laughs) to watch it. I mean, you see the students trying to jump onto the court from the... uh, stands and everything right. and man nobody knows how to react the other team uh gilmer county is just standing on the court just kind of looking at one another like what happened it could have
2: gone either way like seconds gone like, to
1: overtime if she misses that she could have the uh right? girl could have missed the free throws beforehand and then that doesn't even matter basketball sports that's why we do it
2: it's amazing how many games this week came down to those last seconds. so many and the shepherd game that that first of the playoffs mm-hmm. being um you know,
6: double overtime, double overtime.
2: crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, an, another marathon that we've all been involved in is the COVID nineteen pandemic. Our our <laughs> what friend, a, what a change. okay, you know what? I'm doing the best. It is know, Monday. That's a tough one. That's a tough train. I season. thought it was a. I thought it was a valiant effort.
1: It was a good one, but that's a that's a tough topic to go into. But go <laughs> a, ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway,
2: um, <laughs> so my friend uh, Dr. Ryan McCarthy over at WVU Medicine has been doing these podcasts where he takes us behind the scenes. Uh, Berkeley Medical Center, talks to some of the staff. It might be someone who uh, is in the custodial services. It might be a surgeon. Um, And they talk about what their lives have been like around the pandemic. And on the healthcare is human page, there's a picture of him with a birthday cake. Yeah. And it's got a big number two on it because COVID-19, as we know it, as we've been responding to the pandemic here in the U.S., Um, is two years old. Right. So um, he was kind enough to to send over a link to their latest Healthcare is Human episode and we're going to listen to it now. It's called Our Pandemic is a Toddler.
0: Welcome to Healthcare is Human, a monthly podcast featuring authentic storytelling and healthcare with your host, Dr. Ryan McCarthy.
6: Welcome to Healthcare is Human. I'm Ryan McCarthy. As I speak, dear listener, it is amazing to me to reflect that the COVID-19 pandemic has begun its third year. This milestone is quite hard for me to process, and so I'm going to quote the great cartoon philosopher Charlie Brown when I say, good grief. Two years old. Our pandemic is now a toddler. Wherever you are, I hope that you're hanging in there. I hope that you're well. I hope that you have developed good coping mechanisms. This journey has been hard, to state the obvious, and you might be floundering. If so, I hope that you're getting the support that you need. It's been, well, a war. I think that that's a fair metaphor. And many of us know people who have died. We're sad. We're grieving. And many of us are struggling to process this ordeal. I know personally it's going to take me years, and I mean that plural years. The truth is, I've seen awful things. Now, as I look back from my perch here in spring 2022, one thing hits me hard I'm tired. I feel like i've worked for 10 years since march 2020 and aged at least as many this pandemic has affected me profoundly physically emotionally spiritually it's affected me professionally personally affected my family i could keep going and you may have similar thoughts i've searched for a coherent description of my experience And let me pitch you the best idea that I've come up with so far. Suffice it to say that COVID-19 stuck me in a healthcare washing machine. It put me on a never-ending spin cycle. And for two years, thump, 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 I've bounced around inside this washing machine. I've gotten dizzy and disoriented, but it's continued. And just when I thought that it was over, the pandemic hung me out to dry in the burning hot sun. So here I am now, two years into this, feeling faded and threadbare. I'm hanging on the healthcare clothesline, flapping in the breeze. That's me, Dr. McCarthy, sunbleached and faded. Now I'm technically intact. I'm not officially broken or torn, but I am most definitely worse for the wear. I know that there's a part of me that is never going to be the same after COVID-19. Now, in keeping with the clothesline analogy, I'm never going to look new again. And, you know, if you had asked me five years ago, this was not the midlife crisis I saw coming. I mean, could anybody have predicted this, really? So in this episode of the podcast, I'm recognizing the two-year milestone of the pandemic. Now, why, you ask? I think that's a good question. For me, maybe it's for historical reasons. I'm pausing to take a deep breath, to assess and appreciate... Just exactly what we have survived. This is important, I feel. Now, you might feel differently. You might want to ignore this milestone and keep trudging. I respect that, and I certainly won't argue with you. After two years of this mess, you have a valid point of view. If you're looking forward to brighter days and don't want to turn around and glance back, I get it. No need to explain to me. My two year reflection. Might possibly be more meaningful for our posterity than it is today for us. And if that's the case, I still consider doing this a worthy cause. Now, let me be clear this is not a second birthday party for the COVID 19 pandemic. Far from it. I don't want to celebrate anything associated with COVID 19, except, of course, the end and a return to whatever we call normal. I will celebrate when those days arrive. I will celebrate each and every quote-unquote normal day after COVID-19. I mean, normal, what does that even mean now? Let me be clear, I'm I'm not rhetorically speaking taking COVID-19 out to dinner. I didn't buy it flowers. There's no card or box of chocolates. Honestly, I would like to break up with COVID-19, but I can't. And the truth is, neither can you. We're stuck. Our pandemic is now a toddler, and it lives in our house. It's up and walking around, breaking our stuff, and ready to fall down the stairs at any moment. It requires our attention, and it's here to stay. I'm sharing my hard-learned pandemic lessons because I hope that I never forget them. Let me be clear, I'm not talking about what I've learned about coronaviruses, as in what they are, how we treat them the different variants, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I've learned plenty about that. And I do marvel at monoclonal antibodies and medicines like remdesivir, RNA vaccines, and all that we've learned about ventilators and treating COVID. It's been amazing, and I'm humbled at just how far we've come in our understanding of this deadly virus in two short years. I personally know so many folks who have worked their asses off to contribute to this success. So thank you to everybody in science and medicine. What I'm really talking about are, are the lessons that I've learned about my fellow healthcare workers, the people around me. I'm never going to see these people the same way again. I couldn't possibly do that after COVID-19. So let me explain why. Tired and moody, fragile and burned out, healthcare workers today are just like citizens in any other industry. I'm not going to pretend that we are special. If you work today in healthcare, you know that showing up for this job is often like clocking in at a factory. And as the bumper sticker famously has said, same sh- different day. It's not glamorous. It's repetitive. It's hard work. In short, it's healthcare. So what? After 2 years of COVID, hospital workers are still here. I know many of us have been so injured by this pandemic that we've actually left healthcare and gone to other industries. I totally understand that. And I wish you the best if this applies to you. I hope you're okay. And maybe a fresh start outside of healthcare is the smartest decision you could possibly make for yourself now. If that's the case for you, I applaud your bold action. And I know for sure that your healthcare skills. Will be extremely valuable in another industry. Now, for those of us that are left here in healthcare, I've learned who you are, who you really are. During this crisis, I was forced to reevaluate the humans I work with, which is a major thing because I had some middle-aged conclusions to reconsider. It's no secret that I'm a skeptical, crusty primary care doctor. And after 20 years at the bedside, I'll tell you, I've earned it. Typically, I don't believe what people tell me. And I'm always looking for their hidden agenda. Trust me, it's in there. Look hard enough, you'll find it. I know that may sound harsh, but my patients play me and play games with me all day long. It's human nature. And I expect it. See, I told you I was crusty. But what I didn't expect is how the COVID-19 pandemic, all the pain, isolation, suffering, death, how it surprisingly distilled the humanity of my fellow coworkers into something that, well, I'm forced to describe as beautiful.
1: Yeah, we're just listening to Healthcare is Human, uh, talking about the pandemic being a toddler, two years old at this point. Can you believe it?
2: And the perspective he give, gives, uh, of course, that was an excerpt. You can hear the rest of it. Um, and obviously, he goes on to talk about, you know, the great people he's been working with. And you can hear some of that humanity uh, in the episodes at Healthcare is Human. So go to healthcareishuman.com, uh, log on to their podcast, and um, you can hear the whole collection.
1: Absolutely. And we got to get to our last break. We'll be back here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner, Alongside me is Marsha Kowalik.
2: it's like the extended play version of panhandle live it is
1: the extended play version of (laughs) panhandle live because uh well starting tomorrow it's the boys west virginia state basketball tournament so you'll be hearing all of those games every single one right here on wpm and wcst but today's an off day so you get a little bit extra of marcia and i today which uh hopefully isn't A bad way to start basketball
2: there was (laughs) still basketball yeah we
1: still talking sports that's not too Mm -hmm. bad but yeah if you missed any of the show today we did have a lot going on we had at the very beginning of the show Main Street Martinsburg director Robbie Blair coming in to talk about the uh St. Patrick's Day celebration that is happening this Saturday you gonna try and get down to that
2: I would like to I I have to see what my my schedule is gonna be because my kid's home from college so spring break yep Yep. Yeah, so, right. um, but but we'll see. It'd be lovely, and and the weather will be better. And I I, I noted there was I think he said it was in, in Boonesboro. There was supposed to be a Saint Patrick's.
1: Cham-ra? What was it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. That mm-hmm. was supposed
2: to be up there on Saturday. It got canceled because of, of the weather. So, people who had planned to go to that.
1: People are gonna be itching to get out and doing something, and yeah. it's supposed to be a fairly nice. Uh, well, this week is supposed to be pretty nice weather-wise, anyways. But I think this weekend's supposed to be pretty good too. I think the only time it's supposed to be under sixty-five and not sunny is Thursday, and we're supposed to get a little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but and
2: yeah, we we've been pointing people toward Allegheny Farm Landscape Supply because uh, Barry Swift was in. He he and his wife are uh, keynote sponsors of the events that are going downtown for the St. Patrick's day celebration. So with all this beautiful weather, people are going to be swarming to the landscape.
1: Oh yeah. Well, listen to this today, sunny skies, high 60 tomorrow, sunny skies, high 70 Wednesday, sunny skies, chance of rain, High of 70. Thursday morning, rain showers. But then after that, partly cloudy skies. High of 65. Friday, 71. Sunny skies. And then Saturday, chance of rain, but partly cloudy skies and a high of 60. If that doesn't sound like good drinking weather, Marsha, I don't know what does.
2: Well, Robbie said they were putting three tents downtown, Yeah, there's so. still a
1: little chance of rain. There's a little chance of rain, but uh, they will they will be prepared for it down there. And it sounds like it's going to be a good time. And I, it's kind of hard for me to believe that this is the first ever St. Patrick's Day celebration in Martinsburg,
2: maybe to this scale. To this I mean, scale. I, I know, I know they've marked it, right? Of course, they're like but, you know, yeah. different bars probably right. did. And what is notable here, and uh, it was, it was great that Robbie made a point to to really say his appreciation to the police who mm-hmm. are going to be there on overtime, um, but they're going to be uh, marking the the first. Uh, chief of the fire department who was of irish descent
1: right and the mayor uh, one of the last times he was in he was talking about that because he um he said that he was going around to c- try and find those extra little connections and mm-hmm. he said he found that one and it sounds like it's pretty cool but i feel like that is a pretty strong bloodline in firefighting uh-huh. regardless and police, is, and police yeah. yeah and law enforcement and whatnot uh public service if you will mm-hmm. is the uh irish there's strong Irish ties to that.
2: The great thing about Irish, about St. Patrick's Day, is everyone can kind of be Irish. Oh yeah. So well, I will let you in. <laughs> I've always
1: thought that I've like very, very minute amount of Irish in us, but my dad did one of those ancestry things, and I have to take a little another look, but I uh, have to see how much Irish is actually in.
2: You know, it's fascinating. It's got to be fascinating. Oh were, yeah. you, were you surprised at some of the? Uh,
1: yes, because we've always uh, been under the pressure and we're still. We still are for the most part of uh majority German descent. I mean mm. Nice Warner is a very German name, but doing the ancestry thing, at least from my dad's side, it seems like there's uh some uh English in there, some Scottish in there somehow wow. and uh, who knows? But that is cool. That stuff's always interesting.
2: We're all closer than we think.
1: It's all melting you know? pot, isn't it? Yeah, but but, uh, that's going to be happening from 12 to 7 in downtown Martinsburg this weekend. Sounds like it's going to be a blast. There's all kinds of other Main Street Martinsburg events coming up uh, that Robbie was talking about, so you can listen to that uh, a little bit later on today. We also were chatting with Parker Stone about uh, some uh, Shepherd basketball, which unfortunately came to an end uh, this past weekend. But what a run. What a run. What a run this whole season. I've Mm -hmm. gotten pretty lucky. I'm going (laughs) to boast (laughs) about myself here for a second. I've gotten pretty lucky. Lucky to watch some pretty great athletes. I mean, Abby Beeman, Tyson Bajan, all the like, like that, and then some great athletics. And to experience some pretty cool things uh, this year.
2: And to have the composure to call those games at those amazing moments. No,
1: I don't know if composure is necessarily the right word. There. Okay, you
2: guys lost a little bit at that last you know football <laughs> game, but. <laughs>
1: yeah uh the but that was
2: fun to listen to the kutztown too. game <laughs> and
1: the uh, uh notre dame game before that the two hail mary right. wins i mean that uh that definitely
2: made for fun radio <laughs> yeah that
1: definitely i wouldn't say composed composed is the uh, necessarily right word for me on that but yeah it was fun nonetheless Fun nonetheless but yeah all kinds of stuff you got any uh plans for today i'm it's hoping to nice the
2: sunshine enough. melts the rest of the snow i broke my my snow scraper off this morning in the wee hours trying to hurry uh, to work.
1: Well, at least you didn't break a stranger's snow scraper <sighs> scraping off your work van happened. in the parking lot with it while he's trying to scrape his All car. Right, you off.
2: win. You win.
1: Uh, I was like, hey, can I borrow your thing? He goes, yep, don't break it. Go, snap. And I went, hey, broke it.
2: Sorry. Oh, Sorry, here's man. a couple bucks, man. Apologize. He's like, what station do you work for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely told him a station. might not have been ours, but I definitely told him one of them, that's for sure. But anyways, for Archie Kvallik, I'm Jordan Ice. if you missed any of this show today. Let's back to it a little bit later on today, but have a good one.
0: WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. A WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.